Sask Ag Today is brought to you by Future Ford in Melville. Future Ford is your automotive expert. From sales to service, they're the ones you can trust to get you rolling again sooner. Come. Sask Ag Today with Doug Faulkner. Good afternoon and welcome to Sask Ag Today. Coming up on today's program, a new fertilizer production facility opened in Rosetown yesterday. We'll hear from the president and CEO of AGT Foods, Murad El-Khatib. The latest cattle market update from Canfax indicates prices are starting to lose steam. Provincial cattle specialist with the Saskatchewan Ministry of Agriculture, Fonda Froats, will tell us about that. The term precision agriculture means different things to different people, but Brett Sinclair is an agronomist at Western Sales in Rosetown. He'll tell us about precision agriculture being a multi-year process. All of those stories and much more coming up on today's edition of SaskAg Today. GX94, AgriView. Ice Futures canola contracts fell to their lowest levels in three and a half months during the week ended yesterday, taking some direction from Chicago soy oil as harvest activity winds down across the prairies. Losses in other markets, including Malaysian palm oil and European rapeseed futures, added to the declines in canola. Chart-based selling contributed to the losses in canola, as speculators have built up a sizable net short position over the past month. According to Bruce Burnett, Director of Markets and Weather Information with Markets Farm, a move below previous support at $710 per metric ton in the November contract likely encouraged additional speculative selling, with next support at $700 per metric ton having a bullseye on it for the bears. However, he adds there was no real fundamental reason for canola to move much lower. He notes that while export demand was soft, the harvest is nearly done, and domestic processors were still crushing aggressively. Yields and crop conditions from this year's pulse harvest in Saskatchewan largely varied by location. That's according to Sask Pulse Executive Director Carl Potts. He says generally on the east side of the province, in some areas of the south, there are some pretty good yields. And then in the west central and southwest regions, there were some yields that were quite low. Potts says overall what he's expecting is to have overall pulse yields certainly less than last year and lower than the five-year average, but better than the 2021 drought year. He estimates pea and lentil yields to be 25% lower than 2019-2020 and 2020-2021 and 12 to 13% lower than 2022-23. Due to being grown in drier areas in the province, lentil and chickpea yields fared worse than those for dry peas and faba beans. The USDA has slightly lowered U.S. crop production for corn and soybeans and brought down projected ending stocks for both crops as well. The USDA lowered the 2023-24 corn production 70 million bushels to 15.064 billion bushels, while also lowering soybean production 42 million bushels to 4.104 billion bushels. Both numbers were within the pre-report ranges. According to DTN lead analyst Todd Haltman, 
Today's new crop U.S. ending stocks estimates were neutral for corn, soybeans, and wheat. Haltman sees the world ending stocks estimates from USDA as neutral for corn and wheat, but bullish for soybeans. It's been a long process, but Canada is nearing a final decision on the use of gene editing in crop development. Krista Thomas, Vice President of Seed Innovation and Trade Policy with the Canada Grains Council, says the final assessment, that of feed for livestock, is nearing completion as the consultation wraps up next month. The first two hurdles gene editing had to clear, food safety and environmental impact, were completed in 2021 and 2022, respectively. While it may seem that approval for livestock feed should be a slam dunk after clearing the human food hurdle, Thomas says it's an important part of the evaluation process and is looked at slightly differently versus human consumption. The crop has to be cleared for people who are formulating feeds, but animals eat the same diet their entire lifespan, and that means the impact is assessed differently from how Health Canada would assess a human diet. It's not clear what steps major Canadian grocers have taken to address a demand from the federal government to stabilize soaring grocery prices. Industry Minister Francois-Philippe Champagne announced last week that the grocers have presented initial plans to keep prices in check. Those plans include discounts, price freezes and price matching campaigns. Loblaw, Empire, Metro and Costco have not clarified what exactly each of them has promised to do, while Walmart says the company plans to continue offering everyday low prices. And be sure to listen to the latest SaskAg Today podcast. It's brought to you by Future Ford in Melville. Future Ford has been serving the Melville area for over 30 years. They focus on the future. Their staff are ready for what's to come. Ford Tech is changing all the time with new vehicle technology like EV, self-driving, and more. Get ready to drive into the future. Why? Because the future is Future Ford. Welcome back to SaskAg Today. I'm Doug Falconer. It's cloudy and 9 degrees in the Yorkton-Melville region. I'll have your complete weather details coming up at the top of the hour. But now it's time for the livestock market conditions, and they're a presentation of Heartland Livestock in Yorkton. Livestock market conditions. U.S. live cattle futures for December closed at 187.80 today. That's up 82. February live cattle closed at 192 even, up 75. November feeder cattle closed at 253.57, that's up 157. January feeder cattle trading closed at 254.47, up 117. December lean hogs closed at 70.10, that's up 12. February lean hogs closed at 75.02, up 35. And that's the livestock market conditions. Commodities Update. Canola futures closed up rather sharply right across the board today. November canola closed at 7.12.60. That's up $9.90. January canola closed at 7.17.20. 
up $9.70. December Minneapolis wheat closed at 7.23 and a half, up five and a quarter cents. December Kansas City wheat closed at 6.75 per bushel, that's up seven and three quarters of a cent. December Chicago wheat closed at 5.71 and a half, that's up 15 and a half cents. December corn closed at 4.96 per bushel, up 8 cents. November soybeans closed at 12.90 per bushel, that's up 37 and a half cents. December oats closed at 3.83 and a half, down 12 and a quarter cents. And that's the commodities update. A new fertilizer production facility opened in Rosetown yesterday. The AGT Solios production facility is being dubbed as state-of-the-art and a beacon of modern agriculture with a focus on sustainability, carbon sequestration, and the principles of a circular economy. President and CEO of AGT Foods, Murad El-Khatib, explains the motive behind the moniker. Agriculture is one of the biggest emitters of carbon. You know, so when we look at it, our sector is actually, a, you know, a very big polluter. Yet it's the sector that has the most potential, in my mind, to be society's solution to climate change. So, you know, smart fertilization, you know, the use of micronutrients to boost yield, doing more with less is what this is all about. So, you know, as we look at boosting yields on the same amount of nitrogen fertilizer, better use of micronutrients, you know, what it does in, in essence is it lowers the carbon intensity of the agricultural cropping system. Solios, we believe, will be a part of that smart fertilization and smart, you know, use of, uh, of biomass. The reason we use the word circular in, in the way we kind of describe it is when you can take a waste byproduct and put it back into the soil to benefit the growth of the next crop, that's truly circular. It truly lowers the carbon intensity of agriculture, and that's what consumers are demanding. ESG, environment, social, and governance is demanding, and you know ultimately that's where we as agricultural companies need to go. The grand opening concludes what Lucent Biosciences CEO Michael Redick says was a long process. We are really looking to to make an impact in agriculture to support this transition towards uh, sustainability and food security. So we developed, for several years, we were developing um, a new type of fertilizer, uh, the fertilizer that we now call Solios. And in March 2020, um, we at that point were only able to make about one kilogram or something in the lab. We received a grant from the Protein Industry Canada Supercluster to scale this up to industrial scale. So that's actually what we did. And, and this project was done in collaboration with AGT Foods. So what, what the secret sauce here is, it's we developed the technology to upcycle cellulose material, co-products basically from food processing. So think about like lentils, pea holes, oat holes, that type of material into, uh, in this case, a micronutrient fertilizer for zinc, iron, manganese, copper, uh, boron. And uh, so through 2020 and 2021, we basically scaled up from one kilogram a day to a ton a day. And then um, the next step after we achieved that here in our lab in, uh, in Vancouver, we partnered again with AGT uh, and Protein Industries Canada Supercluster to build the first actual manufacturing facility in, uh, in Rosedale. 
He went on to say the Solios production facility isn't a brand new building. It's a repurposed AGT Foods building that was once decommissioned. GM of AGT Solios, Jason McNamee, explains the fertilizer to be produced there. So the product we use that we'll be producing here is called Soilios. That's the brand name. And what it is, is we have found a way to attach crop nutrition products to cellulose in such a way that the crop nutrition doesn't tie up and it doesn't leach. And in fact, the product is water insoluble, uh, which is not like any other uh, crop input that you have. The benefit of our product is that the cellulose is mostly carbon. It's also a food source for your soil microbiome. So when your soil microbiome is cycling, which is your, it's warm enough and moist enough, it is looking for something to eat. And our fertilizer is actually a food source for your soil microbiome. So the soil microbiome liberates the nutrients in a bioavailable form where and when the crops need it the most, which allows you to... Uh, maximize your nutrient use efficiency as well as maximize the genetic potential of the seeds that you planted in the spring, resulting in a superior yield and a higher uh, ROI for the farmer. McNamee says the facility will provide 20 full-time jobs and other benefits to the area. So when we are at operating at full capacity, uh, we'll be somewhere around 20 full-time jobs uh, and the, not just full-time jobs at the facility, but, you know, there's going to be trucks and truckers bringing uh, raw goods and taking finished goods. Uh, from here, there's a, a benefit to the ag retail community, uh, and there's a benefit to, uh, you know, the end user, which is the most important person in the conversation, which is the grower, uh, where, you know, this suite of products that we've developed works better and cost less than the current suite of products. The cost of the project is around $20 million. Please stay tuned, SaskAg Today will return right after these messages. Farm Bulletin Board. Students looking to pursue post-secondary education related to agriculture can now apply for the 2024 Agriculture Student Scholarship. The scholarship amounts have increased this year, with the top recipient to get $6,000 and $3,000 each for the three runners-up. Caitlin Spratt is in her first year of taking animal bioscience at the University of Saskatchewan and is the ground prize winner of this year's Ag Student Scholarship. I was very grateful for it, and because, like, without, I mean, the cost of going to school these days is not cheap, so being able to just when that was gave me a little bit more encouragement to keep going in school and yeah it just really helped a lot students can apply by creating a three-minute video or writing a 1000 word essay about farming and the environment this year's focus is on farming and environmental sustainability applicants are encouraged to explore the idea of environmental sustainability the importance of public perception of modern farming practices where our food comes from, and how everyone shares a role in communicating about food production. Scholarships will be awarded to Saskatchewan students in grade 12 and or recent high school or GED graduates entering ag-related university studies next fall. 
And that's today's Farm Bulletin Board. It's now 1 o'clock in Saskatchewan, 2 o'clock in Manitoba. Time to check the GX94 Precision Weather Forecast for the Quill Lakes, Hudson Bay, Swan River, Broadview, Mooseman, Indian Head, and Yorkton, Melville, Roblin, Russell regions today. Partly sunny at times, winds east-northeast at 15 to 25 and a high of 11 degrees. For tonight, mainly cloudy with a 30% chance of early showers and sprinkles. Winds east-northeast at 10 to 20 and a low of plus 1. For tomorrow, variable cloud with a 30% chance of afternoon showers. Winds east at 10 to 20, a high of 10, an overnight low of 4. For Saturday, early cloud, then partly sunny. Winds east-southeast at 15 to 25, a high of 9. Sunday, mainly sunny, a high of 11. Monday, partly to mainly sunny, a high of 13. In the Paw, it's 10 degrees. Swan River and Shoal Lake Russell are at 9. Dauphin 12, Brandon 11, Roblin 7. Regina and Indian Head are at 8 degrees. Saskatoon, Broadview, Mooseman 7, Hudson Bay 10, Winyard, Wadena, Kelvington 6. The Yorkton, Melville region has a cloudy sky, an east-northeast wind at 13 kilometers an hour. 68% is the relative humidity. The temperature is 9 degrees. That's your agriculture weather, and that'll do it for SaskAg today for today. Be sure to tune in again tomorrow at 12.15 Saskatchewan time for another edition of the program. It's time now for the news and sports headlines. SaskAg today has been brought to you by Future Ford in Melville. Future Ford is your automotive expert. From sales to service, they're the ones you can trust to get you rolling again sooner.